gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now, it's Welcome everyone to the Circle of the Bank Iron NK on QN's Championship on the Line MMA uh, podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome on this hot summer, summertime here in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, not Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Right? <laughs> that is right, ladies and gentlemen. The host, Stevie Wilde, is with my other host, Mi Familia, the greatest one of all time, right here that owns this show, that runs it all, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, the host with the most. From the West Coast, with sorry, Papi Chulo himself, the man who rocks out with us. You know what? The director himself, Chris Kennedy. What is going on, man? What is going on? And of course, the man that brings that rage in that cage, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he brings it to you, and he shows you definitely. And you got to train with him, especially. You got to follow and subscribe, especially to Iron. Iron is, gentlemen, the phenomenal one himself. Because he's. I don't want Coach Riches. What's going on, Coach? What's up? <laughs> what is going on? Love it. Yes. Happy Wednesday. And yes, we are here to go ahead and speak about what happened this past Saturday in Utah. And wow, it was just, uh, I guess it was one of, by far, a great pay-per-view. But, you know, it's it had its ups and downs. But. A lot of unexpected. I mean, I didn't expect. Uh, I got to digress on some, but we'll get into it. And we're here to talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. UFC 291, right there. Poirier, Gaethje, two, Blackwich, and Piera, Paella, whatever what the hell they call them nowadays. I have no idea what they call them. What do they call them nowadays? I have no idea. Uh, Pereira. Yeah, you're Pereira. right. Yeah. Botan. Okay, right. on, yeah. <laughs> it means oh, uh, the hardwood tree or something. Is that what it is supposed to be? I don't know. I forget. That might be. That might be <laughs> something else. I'll Google yeah, it while you're talking. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to cover the recap, of course. This Bohan. That's right. Bohan. I was close. Bohan. Okay. Yes. We're here to cover this. That's right. There are KC there you go. I can't. I can't play too much because I don't. Yeah, we get copy, copy struck. Yeah, yes, yeah, so we get copy struck. So we don't want to get into it. No. So right, let's get into the main card, gentlemen. I mean, one of the preliminary cards move up to the main card because I guess there was a little uh, unexpected occasion that occurred. Uh, Director, if you want to break it down, what happened? Yeah, with- Michelle Perea, the other Perea on the card. Miss weight by so much that it wasn't worth him trying to lose more weight or for Stephen Thompson to take the 30% weight cut punishment purse. Uh, I, I think that's a smart move for Stephen Thompson because I think he would have been the much smaller man to begin with. He's not a big welterweight, even in the welterweight division. Uh, so I think hopefully this fight gets rebooked and Michelle 
makes weight because this is, like I said last week, this is a video game fight waiting to happen, and I hope that it does. Absolutely. I hope it does, uh, does happen because I was really intrigued of seeing that fight, to be honest. And yeah, course- I was I was very, very sad about that, not making it um, – not making the pay-per-view cut. But Lewis got on the main card, so. Yes, that, that Silver lining. Should have been the way it, that he should have been there anyways. His former title True. contender. True that. I think Kevin Holland and Kiesa should have been the prelim main event. They should have been selling the pay-per-view with that fight, and Derek should have been on the main card to begin with. I agree, which I, well, I, I wonder why they didn't do that. I don't know. I think Rogerio de Lima maybe not that big of a pay-per-view draw. And so I think they were just relegating Derek down there. Um, you know, he's coming off of like three losses in a row, I think, or at least three out of his last four. So that makes enough sense for me, right, just looking at the logistics of it. Absolutely. That could be the case. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the first fight of the card. Of yeah, course. speaking of the Maverick and uh, Kevin Holland. Right. This is the one that I did not expect to hear. The welterweight bout, of course, uh, Michael Chelsea versus, of course, Kevin Holland. Holland's with the win in the first round submission. Yeah, baby. I love it. And I just wanted to say very brief on this that I like how Kevin Holland – I want that – you know, I, I – it's just overall he wants that BMF title. Everything It just – this guy, anything what he wants, as a matter of fact, to, to be honest. And I, I, I know Michael has been – I'll wait quite some time. Just came back from recovery course. But Kevin Hollis, something else. I, I just didn't didn't expect it to be this end quickly, in my opinion, honestly. Did not expect this at all. Right. Yeah. So, man, director, break it down, my brother. Yeah, wow. So, two-year layoff for Michael Chiesa. Uh, they say, I mean, Dominic Cruzley says the ring rust is a myth. And I guess it's only in the head of the fighter whether or not they're mentally ready to return after a layoff like that. Uh, Kevin Holland definitely was not going to let ring rust affect uh, Kiesa. He took him out fast. He was gung-ho. Hit him with a bunch of flush knees. He even clinched with him up against the cage. And then when Kiesa did clinch with him, Kevin Holland effortlessly was able to spin him and put his back up against air, pop those knees. Um, he had said in the post-fight, post-fight press conference that he knows that when Kiesa feels compromised, he makes big mistakes. So all he had to do was make Kiesa put himself into a bad position, and he did. He need him. He dropped for the single right into the Dars. Uh, Kevin Holland actually has a lot more submission wins than I think people are talking about. He's got seven wins by submission, and I think most of the time Kiesa loses by submission, it's to the Dars which ironically enough is the move that he also, I think, is supposed to be getting most of the time. Um, I've seen already he's got like three or four of them on his record, but he's also lost that many times to the move. Um, I'm still impressed with Kevin Holland and getting your done with that finish. Having fight IQ in there, as wild man as he is, he knew to not play the game. He knew to just go for the kill. He did not have any hesitation in finishing the fight. Um and then we saw the gloves come off for Kiesa. He took them off. He laid them in the middle of the cage. And sad to see him go. I remember him watching him on Ultimate Fighter, his first fight, up until he he won the Ultimate Fighter the night, I think, after or the day of the, that his father died. Or his father died in the house. He was in the house when his father died. He dedicated that season to his dad, and he won that season. And, you know, however many years later we're watching him retire – uh, it's it's been a wild ride for him, man. So it's 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 it, good. Did to he see officially him. retire? 
the gloves came off and I feel like he laid him in the, in the middle of the octagon. And to me, that's an official, you know, until otherwise, and we'll talk about someone else who took their gloves off, but did not retire uh, a few fights down the road. Oh my God. But in, until I see otherwise, I'm kind of assuming, I think in my opinion, Kiesa is due for one more. This could just be the ring rust. They so, you know, talk about it's been two years. Give him someone who's completely not ranked to make him a gatekeeper even. Uh, see how he fares against someone not as uh, on fire as Kevin Holland is right now, I guess. Right. Huh? I'm with you on that. The phenomenal one. The floor is yours. Um, if he did retire, it's absolutely the right move. Uh, he, I think he does actually well uh, in the broadcast booth. I um, love him in the booth, yeah. Yeah. So listen, man, you got, you got a career there that doesn't uh, zap your brain cells, doesn't make you old beyond your age, uh, doesn't cripple you, you know? So true, true. Very, very true. Director talked about how Holland looked good and was impressive. I'm going to talk about Chiesa looking like dog shit. Uh, Take you my God. Hey. Hey, uh, IQ man right here, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Bakley, ladies and gentlemen. Cage Mike, what's going on? Something Michael Kieser could have used. Yeah. <laughs> Director's breaking man. it. I mean, uh, the coach is breaking it down right now. Let's see where it goes. Did everything wrong. Everything. Like, I mean, he, I, I don't know. Maybe I was mem- remembering the wrong guy. I don't think the sport has changed that much since he started. And it hasn't changed that much in the past two years. Uh, brah. Like, you don't block knees with your face. That's like the first thing that he did he wrong. blocks two of them. <laughs> with his face. Like, what? What are you doing? Didn't dig underhooks. Didn't have proper head position up against the cage. Like, uh, these are... In MMA, these are like rudimentary mistakes. I don't want to say white belt mistakes because those are things a white belt in MMA and that's overstating it, but they're mistakes that he should not have been making someone at his level with any ranking uh, head position. That's something you learn early on and you fight for it under hooks. You fight for them. Uh, not blocking your knee with your face. I, I don't know when you learn that, but it's pretty early. Um, and then he rolled into the Darce. Rolled the wrong direction and made the Darce worse. I, ah, okay. Homeboy just got kneed in the face. He probably didn't know where he was. But the Darce is not one of the higher probability submissions in MMA. You get a rear naked choke locked on, that's it. It's done. You get a good guillotine. There's problems. But if you lose your guillotine, <laughs> you're in a bad spot, usually. The Dars is not a high probability. You, you got to lock that shit up. They got to give you some before you can really put them out. That wasn't locked up until he rolled into it and tightened it on himself. <laughs> okay. Kevin Holland was like, thank you. Oh. Um yeah, it was, um, yeah, I really, ring rust or other, 
time to stop. And I hope he did retire. I hope putting the gloves in the center was official. Uh, and uh, I, I enjoy him as a broadcaster. Uh, he has he speaks well. He has a good understanding. He's not annoying as fuck like Dominic Cruz. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I wish him the best, and uh, I, I hope uh, I hope he stops fighting. And I hope he keeps commentating. Absolutely. Cool. Shout out to Smackin' and Rob. Matt Ritter, what's going on? Ritter, appreciate you, brother. By the way, subscribe to them. They're moving to Saturdays to these gentlemen. So make sure you follow. I, she got Ritter. mad at me last time I did that. Oh, really? Vaguely, <laughs> 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 uh, take it away. What are your thoughts on this place? I'm not going to take too much time because this didn't really last that long. So there's not yeah. much to talk about. <laughs> talking talking about, about, like, about the fight shouldn't last longer than the fight. That's how. <laughs> I'm just going to. I'm just going to say I did say he was going to win by submission. So you did say that. He, he's 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 trying to pull a Jalen Turner now, where it's like now that he's training jujitsu, he makes it a point to want to win by that and to showcase it a little bit. And I think he's finally found a spot where. He can actually benefit from the reach advantage, the height advantage, everything that he's given because Kiesa just gave it to him. He just gave him the advantage right away. He didn't have to work for it. He got it, and he got inside. Just like he said, he took the knee. I don't know why you're going to allow yourself to get hit with the knee. And then he maybe just locked it on. He just locked maybe, it in right away. And then when Maybe he, he was crowd, hungry. Maybe. <laughs> he was hungry. <laughs> maybe he cut too much weight. Sorry. But then, but then I saw uh, <laughs> Kevin Holland lead him over, and I'm like, okay, maybe he's leading him over like that. But then he just allowed it to happen and tapped. And this is a guy that trains in that. This is this is guy. That's what they bring him in for. Is that? So like, I was baffled about it. But then I gotta give props to Kevin Holland for the work that he's done since moving down. He's actually put the work in. He's actually looking like a decent. A grappler where he, he defended the takedown. He's doing what he needs to do. So, and he made it happen. No, absolutely. I mean, then him, especially, you know, getting the coach. And then not only that, I mean, they mentioned that, you know, they actually did film watching. I thought, if, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, gentlemen. I mean, it's rare for me to hear that in the in MMA world, mm -hmm. and especially in Octagon. When you hear that, it's it's, it's rare when you, when you mention that. And for Holland to say that, I was like, okay, okay, all right, I see. It, it, it's just perfect, but um, definitely. I mean, in rankings, I mean, he is currently now what 12th, and well, in, in, yeah, he's number 12. I don't know if they have it updated 100%. Director, you want to confirm that for me? Because uh, like I'm looking at well, did anyone become new champion at all? I was, that's the best way to see who got updated. <laughs> yeah, besides, no, coach, he's already the champ. Kevin was not ranked, and now he's 12 as of the rankings I'm reading right yeah. now. Like, he has to drop three, so I'm assuming these are updated. Yeah, okay. he's at awesome. 15 now. Yeah, okay, that's right. Yes, that is updated. Then. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Awesome, awesome. All right. Let's move on into the second fight, the one you were mentioning about. And that is, of course, in the lightweight division, of course, lightweight bout, Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Of course, Green with a win in the third round submission. And I said this last week, this man needs to retire. This man needs to put his gloves, literally say, I am completely done. And did not say that. Uh, it's not going to be up to him at this point. 
I know. I don't think so either. I I, I don't know what direction Baina White is going to go with Ferguson at this right. point. I mean, what is it to prove it at this point for Ferguson? I mean, uh, he's been what zero and six for the last how many Correct. years? Correct. Yes. So Dan Hardy only had four losses in a row. Uh, the record, I think, is Keith Jardine at five. Let me double check that. What, in a row? Yeah. yeah. Sam Keith Alvey Jardine had, seven. had five in a row. It's Sam um, Alvey had, had seven or eight. All it does, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Sam Alvey's at seven? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. And then they demoted him, and then he got another fight a month later. One, two, three, four. No, Sam Alvey had a draw in between those, so not a seven-fight loss streak. Oh, that counts as a loss. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on. There's one more name that nobody knows. Okay. And his, I'm going to see, before I go to Wikipedia, I'm going to look at Coach's face because he has no what fucking I'm talking about. There's a fighter named Ryan Jensen from the UFC who I think has a pretty solid streak too. Let me see what he has. He at least has like the most submission losses in the UFC. Let me see what his actual record is here. One, two. He had, okay, he had three three in a row and then two in a row, but he had they were all sub losses. So he has like nine sub losses in UFC history, but not a streak. So Tony Ferguson, congratulations. You've broken another record. Six losses in a row, my guy. Uh, it's Jesus, man. I, I it's if you take away that draw, Sam Alvey has eight. Well, yeah, but you don't take away the draw because that's not a loss. That's like if you take it's away not a win. Win. It's a, it's not a win. It's not a loss. Exactly. It's not a loss. <laughs> um well, go ahead Chris Lytle was doing pretty bad. Chris Lytle might have a streak. I don't think it's going to be six, though. I don't even think it's going to be four. That's uh, two. All right. <laughs> hey, I found the top three streaks in the in the, in, the, in the game. So, but, but continue. I mean, give us your thoughts. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Tony wasn't looking great until the end, and then he looked real bad. <laughs> so the only thing I can give Tony credit in this fight is uh, if you're going to be tough you got to be dumb and he was walking him down the whole time but he was walking into everything and loading up on his looping weird jabs where he goes like like that the whole time yeah and uh bobby green just kept focused and kept popping him down the middle and those fucking imanari rolls that tony may have been decent at at one time were just now telegraphed it looked like me going for him on coach you can <laughs> see them coming a mile away and you know, Bobby Green had said he had trained to escape those Imanari roles, and we saw that at the end of the fight where he was able to bypass it, dodge guard, and then get a fucking head and arm choke. His first submission in, like, 25 years because he had debuted with a submission win and haven't had one since. People forget Bobby Green was wrestling in affliction, man. So that's how long he's been in the damn game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is this a resurgence of Bobby Green? Do we see him moving anywhere in the rankings? Uh, I don't think he got ranked in this fight unless he already was ranked. Um, let me let me check on that. I'm checking it. I have it up here too. I don't even know what division this was. Was it 70 or 55? Lightweight, lightweight, lightweight. I got it up right now. Uh, no, nah, he's not. He, no, he's not there. Ranked. No. Yeah. So, but, but, but then again, but then again, yeah, Ferguson wasn't ranked. So he didn't even. That's right. Debut in the rankings. That's how fall the stock of Ferguson has has been. You know, so beating a former champ gets you nowhere. Um, and for what's next for Bobby Green, I give him someone in the 15. The dude's you know showing up, showing out, and doing the best he can to to keep his job. So we'll we'll see. Give him that Jordan Gordon, Jordan Gordon, Jared Gordon rematch. 
All right. All right. Uh, Bakley, what do you give, give us your thoughts, brother? He was just a step too fast. Just like I said, these are two guys that uh, like to do the same thing. They don't block. They just come in there and scratch. <laughs> and it, with this one, Bobby Green was the faster guy. He beat him to the punch every time. He hiked up the volume. And then in round three, when Ferguson was slowing down, Bobby Green always, like I said before last week, Bobby Green's always sharp in the third round. He's always strong. He's always going. He pushes at them because he knows his opponent half the time is not going to keep the pace that he does because he doesn't get tired. And then he just kept it going. And instead of being uh, okay with just going to the decision, he wanted that finish. And he saw that because there was like five seconds left and he's still trying to crank. He's trying to crank. He, he wanted that finish and he got it. And, that's what it is. Ferguson just is missing something. Uh, like it's just that it factor that has just diminished from him. He was the guy that could scare people, and he he made himself look like a champion. Now he's just nothing. He's he was just like, so he weird. Attack. He was weird yeah. and unorthodox until he got. I mean, he, he I, I can't say that like until they figured him out because it took twelve fights, like five years, to figure him out. There's just something in his. His his je ne sais quoi, his energy levels, his snap, his pop, his creativity. It's just his brain isn't responding with what his physical talents yeah. are. No, definitely. definitely. Phenomenal oh, one. Take it away. Handle it. Let us know how much you love these guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean you said I you said friends with Bobby Green, right? I'm friends with both of them. Well, friends is a is a strong term. I'm acquainted with both of them and both of them were extremely cool to me um so i you know i feel bad talking shit um you know ferguson he he you know gaethje after gaethje he was never the same um that kind of damage you know and tony he already is on the edge with the mental health anyway. Six losses in three years is yep. wild. It is wild. I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah, and the, the, the fact that he that the, the company kept him around because he's entertaining. He has a huge following. He uh, beat, look at this. He beat fucking Pettis and Cerrone. Yep. Like his last two wins. Those are, I mean, championship-level yep. material. Yep. Dos Anjos, fucking Barbosa. He was. He was. He was El Kukui, right? And so the. Six years undefeated. I'm sorry, right? just the, heartbreaking. Yeah. The, so the company keeps him around. Uh, and he's too tough for his own good. Uh, and he's got some people around him that do not have his best interest. Uh, and. You know, look he, at this. He, uh, look at this win that he had back in 2009. Hold on, someone's fucking with me. Wow, Chris Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> I did not uh, fight Tony Ferguson in 2009. You I'll say this. I'll say this. How is that going to be somebody in his corner to acknowledge to him that he, he had nobody in his corner? If, if, he, if he's constantly court. changing, there was no players. Eddie Bravo. There was no, no, I don't know who the fuck else is his guy. He has no striking coach. He is his pile of wood in his backyard, his striking coach. Yeah. We're no, he, uh, 
He has like his old high school wrestling coach, and then the other guy is one of the biggest frauds in MMA. Um, Parasite. Did you say Dewey Cooper? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Wow. (laughs) I thought you didn't like Dewey Cooper. I'm just saying. My bad. Oh no no no! I'm cool with I'm cool with Dewey. Oh, you had opinions about him being in Ngannou's corner for all those years, so I didn't. Mm. You were kind of like, or no, who was the guy in Uriah Hall's corner? That was Dewey Cooper, right? Um, I don't think so. There was a guy in Uriah Hall's corner with the dreads. And you're like, you need to get rid of that guy. Who was it? Huh. Who was that? Was it not Dewey? Was it Dewey Cooper? I forget the name. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, though, right? Like, he's he's in a lot of people's corners. Uriah Hall's boxing coach. Uh, what the fuck was that guy's name? It's, well, well, while they're looking for it, go ahead and continue. continue. Yeah, keep okay. talking. <laughs> uh, Black Cobra, if this if this falls on your ears, I wasn't talking shit about you. We're cool, bro. Okay. Yeah, I might have to get him. I want to show up in Vegas one day and get my ass beat. Um, yeah, so anyway, Tony, it's obvious he's done. He's past his prime. He's got people around him that he shouldn't have around him. Uh, and part of that is because he pushed away the people that were trying to help him, that were trying to talk some sense into him. Like, bro, take care of yourself. That you Stop fighting. It's time. It's past time. Uh, and then King uh, did... He looked great, but you know, okay, he looked great against someone who shouldn't be fighting, right? Thank so, you. um, I hope King makes some money. I hope he he finishes out whatever contract he has. Uh, but you know, he's he's getting up there in age, also. Um, and uh, you know, I I sound like a broken record because I'm always talking about fighters aging out. And get out before you age out. Get out before you lose things that are irreplaceable. Get out before your your brain is mush. That's that's my advice. So uh, the actual fight, you know, uh, Bobby Green King did what Bobby Green do, and Ferguson couldn't do what Ferguson used to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you with, with this, especially what you mentioned about, especially with the, you know, the age heading that direction. So they retired. That's what Ferguson should have already been doing. And I know, it, especially when you mentioned the people that he kicked out, like away from his side, from his circle, and look where he's at now. I think his career, and come on, you were 0-6 within the last three years. Yep. I mean, with Bobby Green in the case well, of and then, and then the the his coach, the corner that I'm speaking of was like, you're doing yes. good. You're doing great. You're doing everything right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, I, okay. <laughs> Taking damage was part of the game plan, huh? All right. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't, you can't bust a Glover to share here and take some damage and then try to do something in towards. Yeah. Him. Right. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that here. No, you might as well just stay retired. Just hang those gloves. Ferguson. Your Kukui time is over. You did what you did. You had an incredible career, and I think this moving forward is shit to end of the year. I mean, well, Bobby Green is—it's a rebuilding for him. 
Well, of course, the last contest, of course, was a no contest because it had butts. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, look, looking at Bobby, you know, Green's, he, I could say he improved at a certain level, but you made a good point, though, though, coach. I mean, you fought Ferguson. What about who's next year class? Prove that and see how you how you improve. So, could we say this was an impressive win? For me, honestly, I can't really say it is. I can say it's okay. And I mean, it's due to respect to all turning, you know, Ferguson fans who are listening and watching in Brazil. I know, shout out to Brazil because they love to listen to us. Thank you. But, you know, Ferguson, you know, his time is up. There's nothing else to prove. And for Bobby, it is, even though he's only 36 years, you know, 36. But still, there's something, like you mentioned, coach, that's, is that supposed to be impressing me? No, you got to give me something better of that fight. Boy's so, got miles, man. Boy's got 44 fights at 36 years old. His first fight was in last century, 2008, man. So. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see, you know, at what direction, you know, it, Green's in the head. I don't know what Dana White's going to do with him next. I don't know. I know he mentioned kind of the same thing. Like, he's, you know, he was wild, man. He's young, you know, mentioned, you know, the aftermath. But still, like, I mean, come on. Uh, I need something more for him to impress the, the crowd. I don't, this win still did not impress him. And for all Bobby Green fans, the same. Sorry, guys. I mean, ladies and gentlemen. But Yeah, and the, the, the appropriate age for fighters to really start thinking about retiring, 35, 36, 37. It's, it's different for everybody. Uh, but, you know... 36 is only a year away from 37. And like you said, he's been fighting forever and has a countless number of, of scraps. So, man, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. I'm with At each you. other. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say... I will say this though, I don't think he deserves anybody in the top 15 yet. And there's a name that pops up, and I'm wondering where he's been because he hasn't fought in two years. He, he got as high as seventh in the rankings, and because he's been inactive, he got kind of moved out of the rankings. Gregor Gillespie, and oh, he only has one loss. I think he retired. Didn't no, he? no, no, he just hasn't fought. They haven't booked I, him at all, right? Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought he was like fucking out after that Kevin Hall. No, no, he, he lost once to Kevin Lee, and then he beat Diego Ferrer, and then he's yeah, been, uh, and he was, he was booked for something else, and it got scrapped because of somebody else. COVID, uh, and then he just hasn't, and then he hasn't fought since. And I think it's been two years. Yeah, it's been two years. Uh, last May eighth. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a long time. I, I thought he retired after that fight. I thought for some reason he was like out um i'll find out that's a fight i want to see see there we go yeah. <laughs> right yeah I, that's a fight that. i want to see yeah. good call bigly hey why not why not hell yeah that does make absolute sense mm. all right according to mma junkies so reliable source uh current situation he's still status as a fighter has not been changed still under the banner i'm still in the ufc relax he wrote relax uh, I'm removed from the rankings, not from the organization, <laughs> but they're only removed for inactivity. Yeah. Uh, and then he put highlight number two. I'm not fucking going anywhere. Rankings are not. Um, he's been waiting for the right fight. He turned – oh, Ferguson turned him down 100 times. 
Chandler doesn't seem interested. Uh, Darius McGregor. Darius will have to do. Um, he wants RDA, Chandler, you know, so, so yeah, those guys they wanted, and then uh, RDA moved up to welterweight. He's fighting next week against Luke. Right. You got uh, Darius have sh- shot his way all the way up the rankings, so that's yeah, not yeah. going to happen. I hate you when got, I hate when guys do that. It's like shut the fuck up and fight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want this guy. I want shut the fuck up and fight. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah, coach. That, yes. So it's yeah. like so it's like the um, I think McConnell got booked. So the very the only guy. Even Dan Hooker just fought. Timeline's perfect. Who? Dan Hooker. Oh, Joker. Oh, sorry, that day's over. If I were him, I would. Uh, yeah, this definitely, point. man. I would love to see Dan Hooker. Does that? Does that? Does that? Or does Bobby Green? Because everybody else. Or Bobby is Green. I'm cool with either one of those players. Yeah. People I want. I I would be yeah. very interested to see. That fight with with yeah. King and uh, Gregor that that Ooh. would be That'd be a good way for him to come back and test himself. People yeah, forget yeah. that Gregor Gillespie is what one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of all time ever, uh, outside of MMA. So that I would mean, be fun. Yeah. Mm. Give him Bo Nickel. Oh, Bo <laughs> Nickel. Give, give him another. Give give him a third leg. Uh, gain forty pounds and fight Bo Nickel. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> are, they, are they are they different weight classes? Is that what? You're yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's I think is um, welterweight or middleweight. Yeah, well, uh, he's definitely coming in and fights at two hundred pounds because he's a wrestler. He knows what the fuck to do. <laughs> Speaking of what to do, did not expect this. What to do? Very very quick. Wow! Hey, and were you planning this? Hell no! <laughs> Just did not plan this. Okay. Was, of course, moving up in the main card of the heavyweight bout. If there wasn't a certain somebody in the crowd that does it too, you know. That's <laughs> right. And then Marcos Rogerio de Lima, of course, with the knockout KO, TKO. It doesn't matter what it is. That flying knee, of course, it reminds everybody of, uh, I, I, I don't even want to say it. but Super I, necessary. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But good win for you know for Lewis. Uh, I know he didn't plan this, but it 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 got the crowd excited though. I'll tell you that to be honest. You know, just hearing the crowd in Utah, it was good, exciting to see you know Lewis to get him back in the main card. It's been since quite some time, so yeah. I'm very happy to see him to get back in the main card. And you know, we'll see what's next for him in division. And he was able, like, okay, the the belt is out of his reach. Yes. Yeah. But there was one thing that's still within his reach, and that's the most KOs uh, in, in he UFC history. He his own Abs- record. Absolutely so. right. You're absolutely right. And this is so why he he's stepped up okay. and he grabbed it. <laughs> yes, he did. And, and, he's okay with, and he's okay with three rounds. So <laughs> that's what, yeah, he's okay with three rounds. That's all he's okay with. <laughs> he's okay with it. But man, Bakley, go ahead, brother. What, what, what were your thoughts? I know that you were like, "What? Wait a minute!" You said you did plan this. <laughs> it, it, but... it, if you if you was, I felt like if he was gonna get him right away was the way to get him. You know, surprise him. That that and that's what he did. He came in, got him with the knee. At first, I didn't see it because I saw him jump, and I thought he just fell onto him. Mm. But then when I saw the the replay, I'm like, "Oh yeah, he got him. He got him." 
Because I'm like, what just happened? He looked like he just fell on top of him, like a slug or something. <laughs> like it just looks so weird. But then he did it, and he had him from there. Like my only gripe was the fact that why did the uh, the, the ref wait so long to call it? Because he was just ramming him, and he's like, he's moving, he's moving. Like I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm just moving, and he's not he, dead he, yet. He's, yeah, he's like he was waiting until uh, Derek Lewis just tied himself out, and then oh. Let me go now. Let me go now. And then he stopped it. I thought it should have been stopped a long time ago, or like right after the knee in the first couple of shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they kept on going, and, and he got it. It was like he got the record. Good for him. I, I hope he got a bonus for it. I didn't see if there if he got any type of bonus, or maybe they did it like under the under the rug. Yes, he did. He did get performance of the night. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, performance of the night. That is correct. Yes, sir. Pretty much so, every, so that, win, every winner on the main card got a bonus except for um, Herrera. Yeah, so Good. so that that was nice uh, for him, but it's just testament to what he is. Like, he, he's not the best of uh, fighters, but he's good enough to knock guys out, and that's what he is. He has that knack to do that, uh, whether it's in the first round, last round, he could be losing. You look at the, uh, the Volkov fight where he's – Easily losing the whole fight, and then he gets him in the last round. Like that's what he does, and I like watching him. Like I thought he was done, but he gets this. And whether he retires or he continues until he loses, good for him to get that win here and get the record before he before he had to. He was able to get the record before he put his boots out. Absolutely! Shout out to Brokeass Man, my brother's right there. That is right. Shout out to Australia. Of course, it's morning time over there, I believe. So that's why he's like, hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Yes, yes. What's going on? Good to see. Man, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Yes, I'm healthy. I'm 100% back in action. Oh, okay. All right. I was like, what? What about the rest of us? Just fucking Ivan? But yeah, I forgot. You, you came back from the dead. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I did. I Ivan's did. alive. Yeah. Thank you, Bro but Casper. He's Come alive. He's lying. <laughs> it's, it's, tough, it's tough to talk him because just like well, the other one, this very short fight, not exactly. a lot to talk about. Well, so it's like, and the antics after the fight, yeah, we can, we can you know roll that he, in. He, 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 laughing, you see? The, the antics lasted longer than the fight. Yes, yes, but they were just as entertaining. Yeah, they were. <laughs> you put to put that together with the the Chiesa Holland fight, and this was more entertaining than both combined. <laughs> I, I like the flying knee. I like the flying knee. I was happy about yeah. the knockout. Uh, happy about the record. Big fan of Derek Lewis. So it was, it was all sunshine and rainbows for me. Now, now, now do do we know what's next? No, yeah. I have no idea because uh, Delima was on rank. So it's like, how do, how do you book him now? Because when you look at it right now, heavyweight, that uh, Delima was 15. So and Chris Dawkins is moving to light heavyweight for uh, next week for his fight. So who's he going to fight? Alexander Romanov. That's yeah. about the only person that he hasn't fought in that in that top 15. Mm. Mm. Director. Tell me you were happy. Is Derek Lewis not the most loved fighter in the history of the business? I think he he definitely has to be. Um, might be. What's up? Might be. He might be. I think I think the man can do no wrong. Um, love this it's line. Teddy bear. 
when he came out and landed it, I was I, I haven't been that jump out of my seat excited since Ronda took <laughs> out Kanu. I was just I think screaming the whole time, just go go go. Uh, I was hoping he got stopped right after that knee. I was like, fuck, he's going to gas. He's going to lose. He's going to lose. He's going to get up and get clocked or knee barred because Rogerio gets a hold of you. He's fucking over. Um, and luckily that didn't happen. And he breaks his own knockout record. And then he starts to break my heart. I'm in a roller coaster of emotion. Take some gloves off. But I see him toss them into the audience. And uh, someone hopefully has those on eBay right now for 20 grand to pop because that is what they're worth. Well, he threw his cup into the audience too. That's his balls were hot. Yeah, where you find ass at? That cup will go for five grand. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love Derek Lewis. I, I just, I mean, guy needed this win. He needed this bonus. He needed that barbecue. He's gonna go back to Texas, open up that grill, and go to town. Love the guy. What's next for him? Tom Aspinall. Fucking give him that shot, man. Let's go. Really. I don't wow. get too. Wow. Aspinall did not call out John Jones. He called out the winner of uh what Pavlovich and Gan. Is that I think in the winner of that fight would get him and then no, the winner no. of that would get Jones? He said he, he said it he wanted John Jones or the winner of that. Because he right. knows well, John Jones, Jones is playing Stepe. You forget either Stepe is just counting Stepe out. But there's, there's no way you're gonna go from uh, from all the way that down that low, playing a guy that's ranked 15, to then Fucking, playing a guy up there. It's like Coach said, "Fight who you fight." Pick, you know, right. and uh, right. yeah, I, I think Derek. Well, that, 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 that's good for him, but not for Tom Aspinall. <laughs> why why well, is Tom Aspinall a, a heavyweight? Has he not already fucked up? Did he fuck up? Uh, what? Rosenstrike. He got Rosenstrike, right? Or did Rosenstrike get him? Or have that's they not fought? I don't oh, recall that. Oh. Yeah, they have... yeah, give him, give but him, they, boy. I feel the same way about Biggie Boy. He's just a South American version of Derek Lewis. So I would love to see he, that. He's fight. just he's just very passive. But yeah, he, he he probably has he's probably with the one fighter that has more power than him because he's not putting everything into it. His is more right. unconventional, uh, where Derek Lewis is trying to put everything into it, where but he like uses a lot of gas to do. It. Who's um who's the other gentleman from the uh, from the Big Island down south in Australia that's um, Tafa? Connected? Yeah, Tafa. Give him maybe him maybe him. Uh, I would still think. Um, Come on, Tuvasa. He's, he's no, he already fought Tai no, Tuvasa. He, already, yeah, yeah, he fought him. He already fought him. Justin Tafa. Oh, oh Tafa. Okay, okay. Yeah, booked. yeah. He's All right, then fucking Biggie Boy. That's it. Make that a main so, event. So then, uh, make that a main event on a fight night in like November. Yeah. I I was uh. I was at a boxing gym today. Uh, nice. A really nice boxing gym, uh, Churchill Boxing. And there was a little mix-up in the sparring partners, and they were a little mismatched in size. But one of the – and he was Mexican, one of the boxers. And he, and he said something, and he said it in Spanish. And I didn't really – but then I asked one of my fighters, what do you say? And he said, uh, it's, a, it's an expression that we have doesn't matter what music is playing i'm dancing and i was like oh okay that's awesome and i need to learn some spanish no, 
No, el director sí habla español, bueno español. Por eso él, él es el. I'm, I'm staying in my lane. Yeah, there you el, go. El papi chulo. El papi chulo director. Se llama Canelo. Oh, Canelo. They call it Canelo, baby. Canelo, that's right. I don't think he knows what that means. Or why that's nah, nah, he does know what that means. means. I know what it means. All right. He knows. He knows. <laughs> oh, baby knows. Baby knows. Definitely. It means the great boxer. Oh, yeah. Come on. You had a, you had a crowd that's chatting, you know, screaming at you. Hey, Canelo, pregnant my wife. I'll take care of the Bro. kid. That's Bro. what he literally said. Hey, go back and look at our social media. That's literally what happened. Yeah, but, but Biggie Boy sounds like the, the right name, though, because I think – Aspinall wouldn't do that. Like, why would he fight down? I was down? kidding about Aspinall. I'm no, no, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, why would he fight down? Like, yeah, no, if, I know. If they were like, like, like the the title spots. Like probably a backup for that Jones fight anyways. So, yeah. And either way, I mean, you got Lewis at 10 in the rankings right I don't, now. So and I, don't, so. I, don't want, I don't want to feed Derek Lewis to him, too. So, I mean, we'll see what's, what direction they're going to go with Lewis. We'll see what Dana White does with, you know, with Lewis. Uh he, I don't, yeah, title shot. I'll no, I, I, in all the respect, you know, to Derek Lewis, but your time is done when it comes to the title shot, especially the division itself. I mean, yes, you're still a, a challenging person, however, you're not what you used to be a couple years ago, buddy. I mean, you still may have it though, despite what you just did, but that's different, you know. However, if you fight someone in the top five or top, you know, top seven, I would say at least, it could be a different story. I mean. It, that's you know, it's my opinion though. I mean, everybody has their own opinion about Derek Lewis, but that's what I feel about Lewis in this division. I mean, he can move up in the rankings, can be in the top ten like he is now. He's yeah. in the exact number ten. He's there. Uh, can he go any more further? I, in my opinion, I don't think he can. Uh, if he cannot go, if he can't last over three rounds, that's an issue. Uh, and I mean, his age, what he's what 36, 38, somewhere around there, I believe so. God, he's my age. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm older than Derek Lewis, and he's twice my size. Genetics is weird. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll see what's his future in the heavyweight bout, and see where they're gonna go with him. But I, I mean, good congrats to him, performance of the nights, and it was, it was, it was actually pretty great. All right, and that, wasn't even, that wasn't even like that was like the ninth fastest KO in heavyweight history. It was like some crazy, not even close to the record, too. Yeah. No. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Look at Todd Duffy, by the way, the man. I love Todd Duffy. Any final thoughts before we move on? Anybody else? Nope. Oh, let's move on. All right. Coming event time. This is where I'm pissed off because I. And won. let's move on again. Fuck <laughs> <your> <laughs> <fight>. <laughs> I was mad. I tell you that I was upset, and that is, of course, we're talking about the lightweight bout. Jab Bagwish versus, of course, Alex Pereira. Pereira, whatever we're going to pronounce them nowadays. Astrea got the win by split decision. We prior in this show discussed prior about the judges' fucking decisions. Okay, we discussed this and it's happening again. I I know everybody couldn't probably critique my opinion and everybody else's, but this was bullshit. I just the way how the fight and I'm just I'm digressing my thoughts overall right away. I just feel it was what was it? Twenty eight, twenty nine. 29, 28, 28, or 29, 20, is that what it was? 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 
I I know. Maybe of course he gives it out to refresh me. Well, 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 I looked at the cards and they all have the same rounds. And the one uh, guy that was different, it was just one round that was different. Was they the all had the one? same thing. The one judge was, had one draw, one round it, for Pereira. It, the two guys had 29, 28. They had him, Alex Ferreira, doing second and third. The one guy had him only having the second. So it's it's not far-fetched. It's not like they're all out of, like, I got one and three, and then he has two and three, and then he has one and two. Like, they they all had the similar scorecards, but one round. That's it. Yeah, yeah. but that's why, like. It should have been a draw. It should have been a draw at 27-27. It was, it was, now, first of all, part of it is the fighter's fault. They did not, they didn't perform well. They didn't fight well. They didn't show up. But part of it's also the promotions fight for having essentially big ass motherfucking heavyweights fight at altitude. And anytime heavyweights fight at altitude, you get dog shit. It's a formula. So stop doing it. Mark Hunt versus, um... Ben Rothwell in Denver. Right? Or, or this uh, fight. Kane Velasquez. Right? C level Kane. Right? That was only Kane. That was only Kane because we know Verdum had no problem down there. But he acclimated. He went there for like. Exactly. So time. I yeah. would blame the fighter for that one. I wouldn't. No, it's it's the promotion. That's just fucking stupid to do that. Unless you're gonna unless you're gonna provide the camp. Like in boxing, promoters, managers, they actually pay for the training. So you're not just getting... Anyway, we're not talking about boxing. Um, yeah, so it was it was awful. And, and yes, I know it was technically light heavyweight, but both these motherfuckers were over 230 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, when Tara came out at 228 the last yeah, like, what, the day. On the day, like 24 hours ago prior, you were like what, 205, 206, like making the mention last week about it. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's it, it just, I, I just but, didn't. Go ahead, go check on it. Yeah, the silver lining is that uh, Jan probably got his papers. He's he's probably gone. He's 40 fucking years old, guys. You know? Yeah. Like, Dana is fed up with it, underperforming time and time again. Uh, one thing I will say about the light heavyweight division, it is the most difficult, the most challenging. You look at the belt just keeps turning. Once uh, asshole fucking John Jones took off. No, no, no. You weren't light heavyweight. You were. Uh, and your record's not that bad, bro. Eight and two. That's pretty good. And right now you have Jamal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you see how much the, the belt keeps turning over and turning over and turning over. Yeah, and yeah. it's not that it's. Yeah, it's dicey. And the, the, the talent's a little shallow. It's just the division is so difficult it's the most athletic it's the most explosive and it's the most dangerous division weight class that there is uh period and so anyway we don't have uh i don't have patience for you know 40 year old men man they don't you don't belong in this sport i'm sorry i mean we could you know it's a 50 50 i would say but i get your point i'm not telling you you're wrong about it when it comes to the age, of course, yeah. but like, but I, one thing I would say is when it comes to that, you're when it comes to this division overall, though, is where it does make a difference, you know, especially you're coming 
from like if you're lowering or upgrading, regardless of from heavyweight moving up to lowering yourself to light heavyweight, it makes a huge difference because now you have to change your strategies. Now you have to now figure out exactly you know what your your motives are in order to win this fight and where to actually put yourself in that, in that position. Because if the heavyweight is way different, we can say that even 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 you know it's middleweight going to the light heavyweight is the same thing. That's why this light heavyweight is so like up and down. It's like a roller coaster. Yep. You know, it, it's definitely it is. You know, and I, I think I think uh, Potan totally underperformed. Also, I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. wrong I think game was, plan, uh, wrong mindset. Was, well, I think he was afraid of the takedowns, and even though he was afraid he got taken down, I still think he won. Yeah, I I don't think he won. <laughs> Um, and, and the thing is, it's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're splitting hairs over a piece of shit fight. So who gives a fuck? But by the rule, I don't, I don't think it was close to be honest. I don't think it was close. It should yeah. be because, fine. I think for me, well, if you look at round one and like, yeah. all it was, it was a takedown. And then you have it through six punches. That's it. Six. Right. Second but round. Total, had, totally dominated control time. Totally dominated round one. So yes. yeah. by by some rules, somebody that could have even been a ten eight could have been. It could have, but he didn't do enough with it. He just well, laid on him. He just well, and he had submission attempts, right? But he didn't do much with it. Well, they no. both had a submission attempt one one and one. Yeah, no, they, they both did. I mean, yeah. and mind you, that Piero, I guess you could say, did more strikes, but in this case, it was just more, you know, back which mind but you, the, can't, the differential in strikes was so nominal. Yeah so nominal and there there wasn't really any damage done other than well, in Ron's one? ankle no in the entire fight in the entire fight well no Fajita stunned him in round three no in round two I mean he stunned him in round two well you was an injury and, and, and then Jan slowed down tremendously and well yeah from but round that's, one, that's not scoring criteria he, that the the judges look at that that they're not supposed to but the, the scoring is effective grappling effective striking grappling aggression and control or general shit. And yeah. if, if the striking and grappling cancel each other out, then you're supposed to look at aggression and ring general shit. So, get, so if you go by that, he, he, won. no, if you go by that, he lost, he lost, he I, had, it, he it, had, it, he had it, no it, grappling. It, the, the striking was equal. The striking was never equal in, Either the striking round. was the striking 33 was to 20 and then 35 to 26 and that's just with the significant but strike that, that's in. the that's the that's the stats when you actually watch the fight nobody did yeah. any damage so he, I, he, I, did, I, he did damage to Jan. if you look at Jan's face compared to his face at the end of the fight he did more damage with it so there were seventy yeah. strikes. Yeah. I know they're not. I know they're not looking at. They're not looking at the metrics per se, but they are looking with their eyes and mentally clocking yeah. the strikes. Right. Seventy to fifty-two for Pereira, zero to three on takedowns. No damage was done on the takedowns, and no. He, if you're going to take someone down, do something with it because octagon control is the last factor in the sentence of what is scoring criteria. So it is the least important thing in the scoring criteria according to the way the rules are laid are out. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So octagon control is almost non-existent. It's yeah. fourth, but aggression is, is third. Which is where the striking advantage comes from. 
which would go to Pereira, and then one sub attempt for Pereira to two sub attempts. So really, is one sub more more important than twenty strikes more? No, the strikes matter more. But three takedowns to zero takedowns, but nothing to was zero done takedowns. See, so that's what one, I'm saying. This these so are is, these, is these metrics are draw type metrics. There's, are three takedowns more important than twenty more strikes? They're bullshit strikes. And, or, well, that's it doesn't they that's land. Just, that's so significant what, strikes. So, uh, if you, if you want to go the other strikes, thrown, a jab that's thrown that doesn't do anything is that more important than a takedown that's landed that doesn't do anything? See, yeah. that's where it comes to honestly. That comes to the case, especially in the state, especially mm -hmm. in the athletic commission, because especially with those judges. I get you, you guys. Want to know question. what you guys want? I can solve the question. Do you guys want to oh, know no, what, no. what it comes down to at the end of the of the fight? Go this ahead. I, I, go ahead. John, John looks like he was. Um, that's. <laughs> That literally won the fight right there for me. Don't ever do that. Do what Alex Perez did. Get up and put your hands up. Jan could barely he, walk between rounds. Because yep. he heard his say he hurt his leg in the second round. Well, and he he was he was I think the illusion of a winner is still a winner. Yeah, you know, I think he gassed himself out. Right. Well, and he was at altitude and he's old. Yeah. And he looked like he made it, he made it look like he lost, and the judges were. He, he did a very good job of making it look like he lost. I and half but, but the time, you, what, it, half the, time the judges are fucking watching YouTube videos on their fucking cell phone anyway. But the director, absolutely right. I'm just saying, if the judges did their fucking job, it probably would have been a draw if they scored it right, or if they actually went by the criteria. Jan won. Yeah, 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 but if he won by criteria, what wins it for him? He, he won the first round. No one's questioning that. more strikes or three more takedowns is the equator. Like, yeah, because one? you look at the second round, there was like that's the only questionable round is the second round, and he had no, 20 more strikes. The, and then in the two minutes, the first of round went to Jan, the second round went to Poton. The third round is a questionable round. Yeah, yeah but what, what was it? But he still had 10 more strikes, and then there's 40 seconds of Poton uh, was Poton was back Jan was was trying to well the first first half uh, he was round. the one making Jan backpedal and then when he got taken down that's the only time he was backpedaling was that he gets taken down and then Jan just laid on him he didn't throw anything with that takedown so is that do you count that takedown as worthy of uh, what it was when he didn't do anything with it whereas when Botan hit him he was doing damage with it in the first half of that third round because well, Jan was answering in the third round. Yeah, but he still, back got, he still got outstruck and... though by 10 strikes. So is that 40, 10 strikes worth more than the 40 seconds of just laying on? You can't look at the you can't look at the stats. I'm looking at the damage. That's what I look at. I look at the damage is done because the strikes come from uh, but, the damage comes from the strikes. And absolutely. he looked like and he looked like I, he was dead. That's how I like to score fights also, but that's not the criteria. They also they also don't look at the damage because I always hearken back to Martin Campman and Diego Diego Sanchez. Yep. Uh, yeah, yes. Where yes, yes. Diego Sanchez, uh, I got to look up who won, but Martin Campman was piecing them up. Yeah, but Diego did the damage. It was like it was like a hundred strikes to three, but those three strikes did more damage. So they but, gave it. To but, but but Hayda did the the volume and the damage. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, yeah, he I agree with both. that. Too. I honestly think Cat Kevin. I think Pereira lost the first round and the first yeah. half of the second round. I think Pereira lost the second half of the second round and won 
most of the third round. That's me. That to me makes it like a 49 50 split as far as like, or 51 to 49 as far as that goes. Close enough to be a draw. And I was not mad at either decision. Um, it, let's do a rematch. Let's book it. And then the winner gets Magomed Sharipov or whoever the fuck the guy that drew last time in the title fight was. Let's cut Jan. Let's do that. Let's get rid of him. And, <laughs> and give, her, give her a striker. Give him a fucking 205 striker. Let's give him I, right now. Let's give him Alexander Rakic when his knee comes back. Give him Johnny Walker anyways. But see, the thing is... Johnny, with, with, J- J- Johnny Walker's fighting a- a- Goliath. I know. With, I with Poton, like, bro, you were pushed through to get your legacy with fucking Stylebender. Yeah. And you did great. But if you're going to stay in this fucking sport, your job is to fucking entertain. Not fucking half-ass and walk... Uh, da, 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 uh, you know, and squeak by with a bullshit split decision that could have gone either way, but Derek clearly was judging that night, so it went your way. You know, I, I he he fucking owes us. He owes the fans. He owes the company. So he better fucking start stepping up and delivering. Very very true. Absolutely. Yep. And and this is where like I mean I think we all already pretty much. But see the thing is. He's too big for middleweight, and he's not strong enough for light heavyweight. Although, man, he fucking tired. He, he tired Jan out resisting those takedowns. As much as I wanted to, I, <laughs> I, I, I know. Much. I think what it was. I, I think it was the guillotine that tired Jan out. Yes, I was gonna say round. yes. He yes, tried yes. so hard to get the guillotine. Yep. And then he just didn't look the same sense. I don't it's think the leg had any difference. I think it was the guillotine attempt at the end of the first. I think that's what really killed Jan. Was he went all in for it and didn't get it? And mind you that Jan came back from this injury with Maga, so mind you that he's getting freshened up as well. I mean, he was out for. I mean, I, I get your point though. I'm not disagreeing or anything. I'm just saying that it's just that. Oh yeah, I know. Once again, his number H numbers. I get it. Under very understand. Unless we don't have to say this about the main event. No, we'll, we'll get it to the very short. But I mean, I I believe we all could give our takes on it, but. Yeah. One question I do have, though, is in you know we hear we hear Pern in, in the post conference he wants to go back to middleweight he wants his trilogy with you know was is you know of course we already know who Bender uh, you know our coach mentioned him but I wish we don't know what's next for him uh, we I, I in this case I know maybe push him away how coach said I rather see him and Magomed get the rematch and finish what it started and I want to see where it goes from there between both. Then I could say, okay, then we can say, okay, maybe the injury that they had prior, maybe, okay, you know what? Maybe that's it. I mean, maybe now the age is hitting you. Like the recovery took this long. And then the recovery affected you to be at the strength of this level of strength how you were prior. Those could be an effect too. And so, I mean, that's why I, I'm i not saying he's he should retire. I'm saying I want to see where he, I want him and Michael to you know, rematch and see where it goes from there. That's what I would have rather see from, from Black Witch. And that, uh, uh, go ahead, coach. Go ahead. go ahead. I don't. I don't want to see that. Dana doesn't <laughs> want to see that. Well, you know? I mean, he can put it in I think it's, guys, I mean, it's fine. It's just, it's so different. He can put it in I got to tell you, I, I'm the oldest guy here, and I'm telling you, 40 years old is fucking old for for fighting. 
it's really old and okay he had some good spectacular knockouts and he made a good title run other than that he's not he's not special he's not fucking randy couture you know he's he was he's also just... not special because he had a 50 50 win ratio so i agree <laughs> with you yeah. <laughs> hey different times um yeah i mean Bohovich, man it's like it, it, you gave it your best and it's over but and you were in it for an extra four years beyond where you should have been so man just do us a favor go home so now the question in this case when well, we can move on to the main event very quick Perez, uh next move should he go back to middleweight and get that trilogy that he mentioned in the post conference should he stay in this division in the light heavyweight division of all you know as well so I'll start with you, director. What do you? What are your future for Pereira? And should he move um, down or should he stay? I think he's gonna. I think he's going to stay, whether or not he should or not. Let's see what happens in his next fight. Um, I know that Styles make fights, but I would like to see him against the striker just for the fuck of it. Um, I'm looking at everyone in that division. Um, I mean, I don't know where Rakic is on the injured list. He's at five. Pereira debuted at number three, which is fucking crazy talk. Crazy <laughs> down. <laughs> he just Did that really happen? That yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, according to this, Jamal Hill still has the belt too, but yeah, we'll see about that. They haven't. They haven't so, found anything to do with it yet, as of yet. Right. And I know Yuri just said he's back a hundred percent. So I mean, and Yuri called out uh, Fajita. Yeah. So I mean, that could be a title fight right there. I mean, that now, was, how that would be fun to watch. Yes, that would be yeah. fun to watch. That would be two of the best kickboxers alive in the world right now, and I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. No, um, I not. mean, there's no Ricky Dark over there for a reason. So, yeah. Who do you think wins? I think Yuri takes him out. I think Yuri's I think got better. Yuri, better I think Yuri I would, it, it, it depends on how he looks post injury. Because oh post-injury. god, you are so yeah. fucking. Right. <laughs> Yes, he is. He's totally right. Like he had the worst shoulder injury that we've heard about. But now he says and he feels better than before the surgery. That's what he, he said. Didn't I know, that's I what that. Right. Uh what was the boxing fight that just happened? Uh I don't watch Crawford, I don't Crawford, watch. Oh, Crawford uh, and Spence. Spencer and Crawford. Spence, yes. right? Spence I, I, was I saying Frank. he's hundred percent, he's better than he's ever been, <laughs> and he shows up and is like, Oh man, you look like you uh rolled a Ferrari, bro. Because he did. And he was still fighting, and he was totally outclassed. But kudos for showing up. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Bakley, you make a very good point that injuries change everything. And even though they say they recovered, you got to see. Right. You got to see. So does right. Yuri come back and get a title shot as far as, or does he get a warm up, a tune up fight? I, or is Pereira the tune up fight and the winner gets Jamal? Because I don't know how far Jamal's no, out for. Like, is well, Jamal's out for, Jamal's out for like at least. God damn! Right, but that injury that Jamal has, guys. Yeah, yeah I know. Oh man, I, I wish him for. First of all, true. Jamal was talented, naturally talented, and but he was not very technical. And now he's going to be gimpy because you don't come back from. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Man. I know that your, is your footwork word, very accurate. Yeah, your fucking footwork. It is totally dependent upon your Achilles tendon. Yeah. Like, and it's never going to be the same. It's probably going to be shorter 
because they had to stitch it back together. And I would not be surprised if he never actually is able to return. But yeah. was it worth it to play basketball? Is the question. Is that what he did? That's how, that's that... how he did it. Was playing basketball. And then somebody did a spinning back elbow on the his old, the old Tom Figueroa injury. Yeah. Well, fucking, but, uh, but but it's like it's like a year he goes and gets injured, and then yep. it's like oh maybe he's not the same again. And then Jamal Hill goes. I'm going to one up you here, yep. play basketball, and yep. get hurt even worse. Yeah, and then Ratchet. guys to win the belts. And then fucking Gastelum with his fucking. Did you guys see that video of fucking Gastelum's fucking. Getting his nose smashed in with a yeah. fucking. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So I, he's out was of that, was, that, was that Leroy Murphy, too? It looked like him, right? Oh, I was yeah, going to say yeah. that. Oh, okay. I don't know who, who is that. Is that he's a Bellator fighter? His training yeah, partner. He, he, yeah. No, who's his training partner? One of you guys Leroy, said his name, right? Leroy Murphy. Yeah, Leroy Murphy. He, just, he, he just fought for? on. He just fought. He's a lightweight. Yeah. Fighting for uh, what organization? UFC. You he fights like, for the UFC. He, he just yeah. fought on the on the anymore. Oh. Really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I didn't recognize him. He looked like some random fuckhead. Um, he he just he's the one who beat Coolabow. I don't know who that is either. <laughs> Coolabow trains with uh, uh, Volkanovski and Adesana. Oh, okay. So he's at, uh, he's at uh, City Kickboxing. Yeah. Okay. So, any yeah. final thoughts on on Piera than him staying in that division or or moving? Uh, he's going to move back down, and uh, what, what's his name? Draku. 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 He he earned the shot being Whitaker, and then you have Sean Strickland who's fighting Adesanya now. So it's like, is he going to move down? How does that? Like, uh, is that actually happening? Is that been. like real? Is that true? I heard that was canceled. I heard Kevin Holland's. I heard Kevin Holland's not fighting the fight. Well, I gotta double check and confirm that. No, they just said two ninety three. His two ninety three. Uh, it wasn't Nisik. His uh, coach Strickland's coach said two ninety three. Oh yes, there you go, Strickland. My apologies. Yeah, okay. So Strickland was is Eric, fighting. Eric was it Eric Nisik or whatever whatever it is. Strickland's fighting Stylebender? Yeah, because uh, title. DDP because DDP won't be ready in time for September. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So I mean, that's right. that's cool. That's cool that Strickland was able to to get yeah. there. And I think he stands a chance. I think I will love everything before and after the fight as far as like media goes. Sean Strickland yeah. is a wild man. He he raw. The shit that he lets, uh, he's honest. Oh. He's super honest, and you know him. The oh. things that I've heard him say on Bob podcasts, I'm like, I appreciate the honesty and interest. I love that, to be honest. But maybe keep some of that inside. Damn. Like, I don't want to repeat and, a lot and, of things he said. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was going to tell you about to have a hate crime. Don't repeat crime, it. Yeah. Not repeat yeah. it. I'm yeah. gonna say, don't say it. This, I don't know. His, his brain-to-mouth filter was already broken before it went missing, you know? Um, <laughs> but like some of the shit that he said to Pat Barry, 
to Pat Barry's face. Goddamn. Yes. Like, yeah. you know that's a fucking heavyweight, right? <laughs> Sean Strickland doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't um, care. Yeah, and I've 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 been around Strickland. I've seen I've seen how he do. I like him. I like him as a guy, as a person. I like him as a fighter. Uh, I think he could be a little he, a little smarter. He's like the American Michael Bisbee. He's American Michael Bisbee. Bro. As far as like, <laughs> goes. He Bro. looks like him. He fights like him. Why? Oh like him. Why would you compare to Michael Bisbee? Uh, why? Oh, man. They Look need to podcast together. They need to oh, believe you put him on the Believe You Me podcast with yeah. Jake Gomez and Michael Bisbee. Yeah. yeah. That can happen because he's got a title shot now. They're not going to understand um, each other. They're going to be fucking just. It's going to be like I don't know, like two people with different accents who are they, only they understand each other, but we don't. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. It's like Coach, when your grandmothers argue, and it's like, what the fuck are you guys yeah. talking about? Um. What, so Poton, I think, I think he's too big for middleweight, and he's not strong enough for light heavyweight. So he's not going to be able to cut. I mean, he thinks he can. I think it's, you know, whatever. If he gets that shot, he gets that shot. If he can cut back down to middleweight and go get knocked out by Izzy again, okay, cool, whatever. But if he's going to stay at middleweight, he needs to seriously look at strength and conditioning um, and not just do the dumb fuck caveman shit that he's been doing. Stop with the Glover Teixeira move. That's it. I mean, I know he's a coach. I respect him. I love the guy Teixeira. He's done his career, but sorry, you got to, especially for your height and and your 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 reach, everything. Take advantage. Of it. That's just me. yeah. I mean, and I he's been cutting extreme amounts of weight, and that has a a really really horrible effect on your endocrine system. So right. he's been cutting weight for decades now, and in big weight cuts. And so his whole endocrine system's all upside down and he's got to take, he's got to sort that shit out, but probably won't. Probably won't. All right. Now it's time for the main event of this evening for, for 291. Of course, the, for the BMF title, of course, the vacated and in the lightweight bout, of course, just a Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. Why the hell did they put uh, Justin? Let me let me fix that. <laughs> because that's what he's doing, man. He he just goes out there and he is justing. Yeah, Justin. Justin Gaethje. Yeah. So just let me. Oh Jesus, come on. Let me fix that. But just yes, throw that. Just just throw that G out, just like he threw that kick out. Yes. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> one in the second round with a KO. And in one minute, one minute, head kick right on Poirier. And man, I was—I I didn't expect it to be honest. I don't think I don't know if we expected it to be that. But I <laughs> you better watch this. Guy. Well, hold on, no, that's not it. Yeah, I you don't... can watch. You can watch me, but still, I went. USC history. I don't. I don't remember it ending in the second round. I'm sure it did. But it seemed one like minute, it ended exactly, in the first round. It was exactly like one minute into the second round. Wow. One okay. minute into the second round. Yeah. And yeah. My brain didn't it. didn't process it as a second round. It was just like, <laughs> uh, still it was the so first round. Did... It was yeah. a fun first round, but that's why. It, yeah. it was, definitely. And, and of course, you know, Masvidal presented him the BMF title. And now Gaethje is now your BMF champion. 
I do not know what direction it's heading here next after that, but great main event, I would say. Got the whole crowd, the Utah crowd, insane, going crazy. Even, of course, the commentators did not expect that. So, incredible. You know, I, I like I, I still feel my obviously my mind's out of the way quickly. Phil Poirier, I, I think the ego got the best of him. Get it, but I love the fact they have respect for each other. Even after Matt, you know, you know, Poirier saying Gaethje is one of my favorite fighters. So I mean, I love the respect they have with each other, which is great. Good, you know, good respect. You earn it, well earned. And we'll see what's. I mean, we'll see what Gaethje's next after this. I mean, definitely we'll see. I don't want to see McGregor Gaethje. No, please no. No, no. Don't want to see that. We're already gonna get Chandler McGregor most likely, but. Director, go ahead and take it away. The floor is yours. Give us your thoughts about this main event. And were you surprised at this victory of Justin Gaethje? Yeah, wow. What a fight. Um, for as long as it lasted, it was building up to be an epic war like the first one. Poirier definitely won that first round. I think that was pretty clear. He let his crisp, clean, down-the-middle boxing dictate uh, position and damage, too. I mean, Gaethje had his nose work done, but his scar tissue is still there, so he still bleeds from a breeze. Um, but Gacy's never out of the fight until he's unconscious. And um, he got to the second round and I don't know what his corner actually said. I know Trevor Whitman, not Trevor Whitman. Wait. Yes. yes. Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman. Whitman. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Uh, it's very animated. And I, he was yelling something at him. I think he was just saying his name over and over again. I don't know if he was actually giving him coaching instructions or cheerleading, but it worked. Gaethje threw the only kick he has ever thrown in his life. He never said he, – he said he never trained it. He never throws it in sparring. He was never taught how to do it. Uh, they say he watched the Leon Edwards KO. I mean, yeah, of course he watched it. Was he thinking that when he threw it? Maybe. I mean, he baited him with that right straight and threw the right fucking head kick, and it wrapped. I didn't know how it – I thought Poirier hit himself in the head because I've seen KOs where the kick will deflect your hand I thought that's what did it until the replay, and we saw it wrap the back of the head, yeah. like Cowboy versus Andreas Martins, like ten years back. And Poirier landed in the most epic video game end of a movie sequence of all time, flat, perfect, middle of the octagon, right on the monster logo. Um, heartbreaking because we all know how good of a guy Poirier is, but like I said last week, I love Gaethje to the end of time. And he needed this win. He needed a finish. And they are one and one. And they need to run it one more time. Connor's just trolling. Connor's probably not going to fight Chandler, but he's going to pretend he wants to fight Gaethje because he's the it kid right now. Um, if they do run it back, is it the next fight? Poirier said he does not want it to be the next fight. Um, he also needs some time to recover from that just brutal head kick. Um, Gaethje, what, what's next for him, man? Fuck, I have no idea. If it's not. I don't want it to be Chandler. I don't want it to be Connor. Um, he already beat uh, Rafael Faizev. Who yes. is uh, – I already closed my ranking, so lightweight. I got it. Uh, it's right here. For some reason, it, Darius makes sense. He could fight him, because but then Darius just lost. So how, yeah, how but Gagey just lost too, didn't he? Or he's coming off no, at least Gage, a two out of three. Gagey's on a two-fight win streak. Okay, cool, cool. That's good. So, so, so you could do it if he if you could do it if he doesn't want to stay inactive. You could do it because it, theoretically he could kind of be not next in line, but right after. But he 
He could Let's be due for another title rematch because he just yeah. And there's, there's rumors of that, obviously, mm-hmm. and you, we all know that they're trying to set up Charles and Makachev again, yeah. which I would also love. So that's in that's in October. Yeah. So Gaethje isn't one to yeah. turn down fights, and if he wants to stay active, definitely take out Darius, yeah. which I know he would do. Um, besides that, going any further back, he's either already fought them or not worth giving up that number two spot. Every, for, everybody else is booked, booked, so yeah. And Gamrod's booked, I know Tarsuki is booked, and I don't think he needs to go as high as Dos Angeles or Dan Hooker. Yeah. So, yeah, I think either wait it out or take Darius. Mm. Awesome, Bakley, take it away, my brother. He he looked. I don't want to say he looked like a totally different fighter, but he kind of did. Like he was more aggressive. Uh, I wish I would have known he had the septum surgery because knowing somebody that deals with that on a day to day, I know how much of a difference that would make for somebody who can. Uh, it messes with their cardio. So like, he, if I would have known that, I would have been like Gagey. Like he's going to be a different fighter, especially with the explosion. And he showed it. He, he, he pushed the pace. Sometimes, like, if you look at the Fizia fight, he was kind of being a little bit passive. He was kind of, like, waiting and countering. This one, he was he was ready to go. Like, he was throwing shots. He was pushing the pace. He wasn't stopping. He wasn't slowing down. And he was getting hit with shots, but then he was returning shots back. He made it a point to use the, the cap kicks, and Poirier definitely didn't like it. You could see every time he got hit, he switched stances because they were hurting him, and then he was returning back. But Gagey wasn't getting as affected to them as he was with the straight – I think it was the straight left that Poirier was having a good good time with throwing. But he was just going over top and then throwing the cross. And he was yeah. doing damage to Poirier. Uh, like, they were both uh, taking shots, but it was Gagey he was pressing later in the first round. He looked good, and then going in – Trevor Whitman was like, "Yeah, you're doing what you what we want you to do. You're pressing, you're pressing, throwing shots. He had more volume, and then he just stuck that leg kick in, and like I, it came out of nowhere. Like you look at it, it's kind of crazy that he did it because when you watch it, it's, it's the same leg kick that Edwards did just from the opposite it's side. The hand, it's a hand blinding him. Poirier's eyes were closed. Yeah. So close attention to that." He just came up around the yeah. right side. I'm not going to throw it because ain't a fighter. I'll fucking break a leg. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. I can, it explain like, it. I can explain it. I'm definitely the best armchair yeah. quarterback you've ever seen. I, I know. It, I see it, was, it wasn't like it was forced either. It looked fluid. It looked like yeah, it was it looked, going it looked, through the motion. It looked so crisp. Yeah. But, like, dude, he looked like a different fighter. Like, I know it's crazy to say, but he definitely looked like a different fighter. And Poirier is – and like I think it's just a testament to how good Poirier is that even though he looked like a different fighter, you're still taking shots back because of who Poirier is. And like I want to see him fight Oliveira again. They were talking about how like they they asked Oliveira who is the tougher matchup, and he said even though Poirier is the better striker, he thinks uh, Gagey has more power and uh, punching wise. He's harder to deal with. And I think that with him having that surgery, being able to push the pace more and not be kind of more passive and make that rematch with Oliver even more exciting. Yeah. And I, w- I, w- I want to see that before I see him fight Makachev. That kind of make honestly, that makes sense. I'm with yeah. you on that. 
it does actually it does actually make sense because yeah, want Magomedovich, yeah, that's because there's not really anything else. It's either all there, there's Makachev, yeah. or maybe you give him uh, Volkanovski, and Volkanovski uh, pushes back up because Volkanovski has kind of done everything in uh, in the division, and he's made the desire to want to go back up and challenge Makachev again because yeah. he's done everything. Like, what is he going to do down there? Who is he going to fight? No one. It's not maybe, nobody. Yeah. Maybe with this uh, poor, uh, this Oliver uh, fight against Makachev, if he wants to move up, maybe you give him Gagey. Yeah. So, uh, is Makachev booked? It's him versus Oliver in Abu Dhabi in Abu Dhabi. October. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh, well, is it at the Fer- Ferrari Stadium? Whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that what, that's what it was. Um, Keep talking, you guys. Phenomenal. The floor is yours. Uh, so uh, when a southpaw and an orthodox face each other, that's called open stance. Uh, when it's conventional, orthodox versus orthodox, that's called a closed stance. And then in the very rare instance, you have southpaw versus south southpaw. That's also called a closed stance. But when you have uh, right-handed fighter versus a left-handed fighter, uh, you get what's called open stance. And part of the reason it's called open stance is because there's all that space open between the power sides. And so this, uh, the it's ipsy lateral, the same side punch kick in open stance is even more effective is way more effective in open stance than it is in closed stance. Um, Gaethje surprised us all. Gaethje surprised himself. First <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that save, bro. Let's talk about that fucking. Did you it. just did you just read my mind? I was gonna say he went to he went to Thailand to, to watch mind, some though. of the refs there, man. Safe. Uh, I, some of the Thai refs in Muay Thai when dudes get get killed, knocked out. Uh, they fucking they dive. They catch him with their feet. There, it's like it's like Herb Dean was channeling that shit. Yeah, um, and I mean, I'm, <laughs> Herb Dean's pretty polarizing, but I think that was a great stop. I mean, obviously, a great stoppage, yeah. but a great method to make sure the safety. I mean, that yeah. hammer fist was. I, I never, I never had any issues with Herb. I like Herb, but yeah, I, no, I mean, I've worked with him. I know him. He's a cool guy, good guy. Um, yeah, he's made some he's mistakes. Who, who the fuck hasn't made mistakes? He's the you most exactly. uh, animated. I could go through a highlight reel over Herb Dean. Yeah. Uh, when Frank Mir broke um, Tim Sylvian's arm, watch the replay. The arm's snapping, and Herb Dean's over here, and he goes, oh, shit. Stop <laughs> white. And you hear him say it. Another one is when you watch, look at the picture. There's a picture, a fantastic <laughs> picture of when Big <coughs> Boy Silva knocked out Overeem. And I got to show you this shit. Oh, yeah, go ahead, folks. Continue while he's looking for that picture. Oh yeah, you can do. You know well, this. I forgot what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing, Poirier was not expecting a kick. There it is. Uh, no, I got. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. Honestly, he did not expect that kick. To be honest with you, you're absolutely yeah. Right. No, well, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't expecting a head kick. He wasn't expecting that kick specifically. The greater game, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. He's definitely like a fan first, which might not be the best interest for the losing fighter, but it's still funny. 
hey, I'm I'm down with it, and I like it. Um, so the thing is, Poirier is is a good boxer. He and I I was talking to my fighters, I don't know earlier this week or must whenever uh, after this fight, and I said, guys, listen, boxing is seductive because it's so effective, but there it's vulnerable to leg kicks and head kicks and knees and elbows. Every art that is in the soup of MMA, you can't get seduced by it. You can't get seduced by jujitsu, even though jujitsu is super seductive. You can't get seduced by wrestling. You can't get seduced by Muay Thai. You have to adjust everything for MMA. And, Poirier used a boxing block reflexively because he didn't know it was coming, but he saw something was coming and he just did a standard boxing hook block. And for kicks, you have to use what's called a three point block. So this arm's the same, but the palm smacks the shin and takes some stank off that thing. And then you're dividing it between the other two. So it's a three point block. One, two, three. And Poirier rolled into the punch, or into he rolled the first punch, but he turned it into the kick. And that's why the feet went around the head. Because instead of being back here, he rolled this way reflexively, right? Which is actually very good in boxing. But when you have a, you know, a <laughs> giant leg and a foot coming around, and it, it was just a perfect perfectly the wrong thing to do uh and expose the back of the head to those uh to that foot and getting caught right there on the occiput man that but in the post-fight interview but he, he, he said there. yeah he, he woke up it. he woke up and he said i'm not joe biden why am i on the floor <laughs> <laughs> he said to say that oh my god <laughs> Love it. Fantastic. All right. So we close it out here. So we can switch. You can say the fight, the best overall uh, in this card as well. Which you can say that really got you caught you. Oh my God. Or can you say yeah. all of it? <laughs> so I'll start with you director. I will... Yeah, buddy. I'm going to give that shit to fucking Euros medic and Matthew Semmisberger. Semi the Jedi had that fight for the first six minutes. Uh, and then um, medic just figured him out and started cracking him. Uh, and fin- I thought he was finish him by takedown and sub or some shit, but he fucking TKO the shit out of him with that spinning back fist. Um, to me, that was fight of the night. And uh, yeah, I, I was expecting, I was expecting that to be an easy fight for Medish because he trains with. I'm biased as fuck, you know this. He trains with my people. He trains with with people I know. Therefore, it should have been an easy fight. But then he got there, and it was not an easy fight. No, he was, I mean, he was pretty much, they could have stopped that fight in the first, like, two minutes, and I would have been uh, cool with it. Yeah. Um, and then he pulled out the win. Good for yeah. him. Um, our girl, Maverick. He was, very, he was very conservative until the finish, and then he started, he was like, fuck this shit, I'm just going to go as wild as this guy is. He was and this close to get him finished, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was a good fight. But uh, you got to mention our girl, Maverick. Yep, she made that look as easy as it should have been. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she played with yeah. food. Female, Although, female Matt Hughes, right there. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. I'll yeah. tell you what. She uh, she did make some 
some pretty big mistakes. It's just uh, I don't know how to say her name. We'll call her Priscilla. Uh, Priscilla just didn't know enough. Anything. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, when somebody does a head outside single, that's the easiest guillotine you can. They're, they're putting their head right here. It's the easiest guillotine. But she doesn't have any ground game know. to. And, 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 this is, and this is why Maverick took the fight on very short notice. Because yeah. she knew yeah. she had that one big advantage in the grapple. Yeah, but we love the girl, so yeah, we'll, we'll let the mistake slide. Um, the uh, Jake Matthews, right? I, I don't know. I, I like what a wild motherfucker that uh, that new guy flowers, uh, yeah. Flowers. But you got it. I mean, bro, step up, show up, Dude, bang, good for you. That, bro. He faked that standing knockout. I was like, this motherfucker, yeah. I was like, they could have just stopped that, and I would have been mad at it. Um, if you pretend to be out, you're out. You know, that's the, the, the next middleweight bout was good. Then the fucking flyweights came on and took like fuck these guys, man. Listen, <laughs> that wasn't even flyweight. That was those were one thirty one thirty pounders. I said a flyweight bout. So uh, it was catchweights, catch but they weren't even they weren't even. No, they're, they're, they were they're, they're even worse. Listen, guys, if you're a heavyweight or a flyweight, the worst thing you can do is be fucking boring. Fact. There's, there, your, your divisions are too fucking thin, and flyweights, you have to justify every fucking paycheck we give you. You have to. You're tiny little dudes that fucking slap each other, and you're not interesting. So you got to make it interesting. You got to make it exciting. You got to have good technique. You got to push the pace and you got to knock motherfuckers out. And if you can't knock them out, then you fucking submit them. Don't fucking run around and play patty cake and yay, pick me, pick me. Fuck you guys. So that <laughs> fight that fight was such shit that I missed the next fight because I, I got mad a lot. And, and like the fucking, that fight pissed me off and I missed the next fight after it. And then, you know, the light heavyweight fight pissed me off, like, uh, but I I did not miss the main event. So, so that, um, that I think the main the event was was worth the whole thing. Was worth watching the yeah. whole card. Awesome. Like, it didn't go the way I expected, and didn't go the way I'm anybody good. expected, which made it that much more phenomenal. And Derek Lewis's flying knee, like it was just like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. This is Christmas. I'm going with the main event. Like I predicted, Gagey would win. I didn't think he was going to win like that. Yeah, <laughs> but, that was, but yeah, you got to give him props for what he did, especially where it was and how he did it. It's just was so crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, indeed. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate everyone for tuning in and for listening today. Shout out to Brazil for making us right there still around the top 10 on Spotify for keeping us there for this MMA show. We do it for you guys. Shout out Brazil. And before, of course, I let everybody, these gentlemen, go. Just want to share very brief here on my screen where you find these gentlemen, especially. So I'm going to go ahead and start it off. But, of course, you can find this man. Right here uh, on, of course, social media. You can follow him on Twitter, Cage My, Cage My IQ. 
Follow him on, on the YouTube on the Bloodline Network and Network Network, and also on his own YouTube channel, as he already has his UFC predictions for Vegas coming up this Saturday, which will be uh, Garmont and and is it uh, Corey Font? So that's that's coming up this uh, oh, Rob Font. Rob yeah, Font. Excuse Font. me. Thank you. I always confuse the name. But yes, uh, that's that's already out. So stay tuned for that. Subscribe. Follow Cage My Q is all right below here in the description. So make sure you guys do. And of course, another one that I wanted to go ahead and share is, of course, you gotta you want to get your coaching, ladies and gentlemen. You better get your fucking coaching. Because if you don't, I don't know what the fuck you do. But besides that, you want to see the coach. You can see this man, and you can follow. And of course, coming up on September nineteenth, of course, happening in Fighters Rep, we have Martinez Spencer too, Ludwig Sartov, and of course, Borg and Alice coming up. At the casino, you know, Commerce Casino, make sure follow Coach Rage on social media and YouTube everywhere where you can find and see him in training there. Find it all there and get your tickets now to Fighters Rep 19th coming to you September 19th. Make sure at the Commerce Casino for all you SoCal who are listening, California residents that are listening to this and watching this. Do it now. You can catch the phenomenal one right there alongside coaching and telling them how to take that rage out of that, that damn cage. Yeah, that's what he does. My uh, my corner, it's gonna be me and it's gonna be Thor. So you got Rage and Thor in the corner for these three fighters, and uh, Martinez Spencer. That's for the title. Um, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. But Rage and Thor, uh, come on now, that's a that's a match made in Valhalla. Oh man, absolutely. And of course, the last for the best for last is Peppa Ch El Papi Chulo, of course, where you I'll can find this. Uh, <laughs> you're you're more popular than me. I mean, I, I know I am, but it's still. But that's right for everybody, ladies and gentlemen. FDS, gentlemen. Also, check out the new song. Check that is right on the YouTube. Follow in the description below as well. You can follow FDS Band Official. Follow them and also on YouTube. The new brand new music video is out. Check it out. The director, you'll see him oh, rocking out with his. Yeah, come on, guys, to the rest. That's right. But also coming up on October 8th in Los Angeles for all your SoCal, right here at the 1720 Warehouse. It's happening as well as they'll be performing there as well live. I don't know, director, you have anything else before happening in October that is coming up for Fate Destroyed? Yeah, Let we're playing Summit Fest in Akron, Ohio on September 16th with uh, the Bunny the Bear, Johnny Craig. Vampires Everywhere and a Skylit Drive. That is in Akron, Ohio, at the Akron Summit Festival Fairgrounds. I uh, when is that? Eight, I could when, there what's the date hours. on that? What's that is the September sixteenth. September sixteenth for, for Ohio, and then October eighth for LA. LA, and that's a fucking cool venue. The, I uh, love that venue. Yeah, we were the first band to play that venue once it opened after the pandemic. After and, the uh, scamdemic. Yeah, exactly. And I can't wait to come back. Awesome. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, it's a fucking cool, cool joint. That's gonna be awesome, I'll bro. See, I'll see you there. Just yes, let me know you will. Me. Fuck yeah. We'll be there. Hell yeah! I'm gonna be there. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I would, but I'm on the other side of the country. Hey, we'll fly uh, out here. So you come we flew to Detroit, Detroit in the middle of winter for one show, so I think you can come out here. Yes, right, Bagley. <laughs> you can come out here for once. And also follow us as well. You see the screen on our YouTube channel. Follow us here. Subscribe. You can catch us here. Especially MMA for the Wednesdays, and we won't have another one until coming up, and that is until uh, in two weeks, because August nineteenth, you're gonna have 
coach's favorite guy, which is not his coach, you know, it's not his favorite guy, but Skittles, of course, as Sean O'Malley will be fighting, of course, Algernon Sterling. Is he going to be on the podcast with us? No, I know because okay. I think you'll destroy the guy we have. In- See, I gotta, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I wonder about Skittles now because I've seen him on uh, almost Drugs? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that goes without saying. But uh, there's, a, there's a YouTube channel called uh, Epic. That was Epic. Yeah. Do you guys know this? Nope. Yeah. Unless it's uh, Epic Games. No. Uh, that was Epic. It's a fucking. It's a cool little channel. Homeboy goes around just like helping people out and like giving them wads of cash and right. Uh, but sugar, sugar Skittles there was uh, was on that channel buying shit for people and so I don't know if that's a PR stunt or if I'm changing my mind about Homeboy. So, <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll see. And also follow us on Twitter as well. If you're on Twitter, right there below as well on Twitter, follow us. What you can see is on Twitter. If you have any questions? Go ahead. We'll, we'll have some new stuff for you guys because I have idea. You'll you'll find out once you follow us on the social media platforms. There. And overall, See, I'm, not, I'm not on Twitter because that's too much typing and writing and words. I so I know, I know it is. <laughs> I know it's a lot. But I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And shout once again, shout out to Brazil, keeping us up there in Japan. New fans in Japan, thank you guys. I, I well, I, I hope we are able to try. They translate for you, but thank you so much. But we appreciate you. Arigato. Yes. Uh, but don't forget, follow all my familia right here. Description right below. And this Saturday, of course, Nate, you know, Paul Diaz. Or is it Jake, Jake Diaz, right? No, no. Paul Diaz. I mean, not Diaz. Diaz and one of the Logan Pauls. Right? Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. Yes, there you go. Just, Baker, yeah, what, I, what time is it there? It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. fucking morning. The 12.45. 45 yeah. in the East Coast. Close Philly, enough. Yeah, it's <laughs> still late. It's still late. But once again, thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll catch you guys in two weeks. And until the next one, make sure you follow everybody here. We don't just podcast and talk about MMA. We all of us here make fucking history. See you around, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Peace.